Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is Scott. This is going to be my review of the first episode of Poker Face on Peacock. I'm not sure if it's on actual NBC or not, or if it's an exclusive to Peacock. But I've I saw all all the episodes I have dropped so far. But the very first episode has the most of what you see in the following episodes so I'm just not going to touch on those but it's heavy here so you can understand every single thing that's uh, going on so spoilers ahead if you don't want to know about it before you watch it then stop listening to this and go watch that so I'm a big fan of the lead actress. I forget her name. I'm really bad at names. She was also in Russian Dolls. I loved her in the first season of that. Second season, yeah, I prefer first. And then a couple days ago, maybe a week now, I was going through looking for my, for my La Brea and I see a thing called Poker Face. And I'm like, all right, so it's gonna be something about poker. I'm not really a big fan of casino type movies because they tend to get lost in the poker side of it. Like I care. So I was a little hesitant. But then I read the what was about how where a, a woman is capable of telling when you're lying without it being some kind of weird gimmick thing like their eyes twitch and she can see it or there's some kind of weird thing happening. So I'm like, alright, we'll give it a shot. It took me a couple more days. But then I finally watched it and I binged the episodes that they have on there. I think it's like three, I think. Maybe four. But, like I said, only covering this first one. And it, like, it, if you've seen Columbo, it's basically Columbo 2023. But instead of it being a male detective, it's a female everybody who can tell when people are lying. So, in Columbo, you see the bad guys, you see what they're doing, you know everything. And the trick is to see how Columbo kind of brings it all together. And the lead character in this, act, uh, character name at least, uh, Charlie, she uh, does an amazing job of doing this, inserting herself into the situation to where it's more of like a creative thing rather than her trying to be a, a sleuth or trying to stay in the background. We see the point of view of other people, and sometimes um, we start out in the in we start out at the end, and then we go back to the beginning, and we see how she kind of relates to everybody else. At least in this one, it's close to home for her, as it's her uh, friend that she's working with. We get to we get to see something's going on, like they give you a series like a what is she looking at thing. They don't show you anything obviously because they can't because of what the content actually is but they, but they do show you <laughs> a whole bunch of uh, other uh, genitalia thing to show that okay there is stuff going on here um, but what she walks into the hotel room first of all and to see and take a, take a picture of we don't get to see ever and we can't because of what the content is on the picture would be a crime to show anyway. So that's why. 
Because for a while there, I was like, why won't they show me what she's seeing? I hate when they do misdirect. Like they make they make something more tenacious because they don't show you what is right there. But then, as it goes on, we understand what it's about really quickly. And then, and then the girl gets murdered by the person she reported it to. Then we flash back to the earlier in that day, and then we're following Charlie, and we see how she interconnects. And then we find out that um, the guy that owns the casino, his dad knew what her secret was, and kept basically a lid on her and kept her in in his in his uh, in, in his pocket. And then when the when when uh, Natalie dies, Charlie's friend, that's when she starts really just putting the pressure on, asking obvious questions, and we get to see um, what she's seeing to give it to us. Like, we see what she sees. We see the evidence that, that she saw, and then she's able to use against them, and then, and then able to show them, yeah, I know what you did, and then at least the dude killed himself, and then her going on the run, which is basically the continuation plot of the whole entire series going forward and then after that you get kind of highway to heaven like vibes where she's kind of going wherever she's going and then wherever she lands at something else is happening that she has to figure out it's not it's no the things are not the same at all but what she's doing is the same so in the casino thing like she says that she can't tell what the, what the what the truth is but she knows that the person is being misleading so just because she knows what you're saying is a lie, she does not know why it's a lie or what makes it a lie or what the context is of the lie or how it fits in the narrative of what's happening. So she has to ask follow-up questions. She has to kind of go lean into why it's a lie. Like, like she never asked him directly, did you murder the, this, this person? But if you're saying something that you know is to be a lie, she'll know what it is. She'll be like, oh, he's lying or she's lying. And so that's pretty much how she does her thing. So it's kind of a little bit like The Mentalist, a little bit like Highway to Heaven, and a lot like Columbo. And I already love the actress as, as it is, and I love the fact that they are bringing in like uh, people that I remember, people that I know from other things. Like they have Adrian Brody playing in, in, playing in this one, and then they also have Benjamin Bratt, who played in Law & Order, the original one, back in the day. He's played in this as a guy who did the killing of both people, so he's a baddie, who's chasing her down, who's following her tracks. And so she slowly finds out all this different stuff. And by slowly, I don't mean it's boring, it never drags really. We're just learning it from different, pers different, different perspectives. And unlike Columbo, we can see what it is that she's seen right then and there while she's seen us we can gauge it ourselves like we she might not take notice of it and say hey by the way hey, hey by the way audience this thing here like for instance there there's a scene where they said that it was a murder suicide and the dude killed the girl but when he was being brought out of the casino the metal detector didn't go off means he didn't have his gun after he left the casino and the guy was telling the truth by saying he didn't come back so if he didn't have his gun when he left, how does he have his gun to kill her at, at, 
at his house. And we see the footage of that on the on the on the on the security. And like, oh snap, there there it is. She doesn't sit down there and do a lot of crazy stuff talking about it. It's like a, if you're not paying attention to what's being said in the scene, then you're gonna miss it. And then the 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 episode wraps. It's a very long episode, it's like an hour and like seven minutes. I will tease a little bit of the following episodes. Basically, it's about 10 to 15 minutes of her not being there. And then when it finally gets to the conclusion of the murder, then we either A, we usually always reset to before the crime happens, or we'll find out that she's somehow involved in the situation, but she wasn't the focus, nor do we even know she was there. And we get to see how she interplayed with the people that she's investigating. So, Tom, so sometimes it resets to the morning of the crime before she was even there. Sometimes she was always there, but her, her stuff happened um, right after the death, kind of like in the glass onion when the girl gets shot and then it pauses or whatever, we think she's dead and then we come to find out that she's actually alive and the plot moves forward with her doing her thing and we all this back stuff. And it, that really makes sense as to why that, that's the case because the guy that did that movie also made this. Rain Johnson, who did, uh, the, the, the did Knives Out and The Glass Onion, he um, was involved in this TV show. And I don't often get energized by uh, TV shows because they're all really formulaic, or formula, formulaic and kind of like Columbo where things just have to happen in perfect uh, harmony to make it make sense and the characters, it all worked out because it was in the script. This one here, not necessarily. Uh, the ones that I've seen, she has a thing that she's looking for. She looks for it, she finds it. Sometimes easily, sometimes it takes a little bit of finessing. And sometimes she it's not up not she calls the cops and they come and talk to her. Sometimes it's she gives the gives the information and somebody else does the right by it and the people get kind of get kind get uh, uh, arrested by the authorities. The first episode is like holy cow, what the hell is going on here? And the other episodes are more of like a highway to heaven type thing. Kind of like what Reacher um, is doing. The whole season takes place inside inside of a small town. This one here is each episode takes place in a small town. And after the end of the episode, it goes on to a new event. And then new new stuff is going on. But I've got, I've got to say that Poker Face on Peacock um, is, is probably going to be one of my top tiers. Like I could probably watch it again and again and again. And the criminals always think they're going to get away with something but then something they weren't thinking of hangs them um i i, I want i want to give an example of a of, of of a thing that could have been used against a character but but wasn't all right so in one of the future episodes of of uh of uh poker face there's a there's a scene in which a particular knife is used this knife we clearly see we clearly see it get wiped off after it did something, and then it gets put back, and then this knife is never seen again or used again, but it could have easily have been. So there's a whole lot of breadcrumbs that is being used. 
the casino thing is the very first the very first episode where we get to meet the lead at star of that episode so it's kind of like quantum leap where she's the only lead outside of benjamin bratt so far who's a recurring recurring character from the first from the first episode and it really kind of reminds me a little bit of quantum leap not the time travel not, not that stuff but how each episode could stand on its own from the characters and how they relate to each other and it really feels like a world is created that exists that sam kind of went into so it doesn't ever feel like she's kind of carrying what's happening like you could take her out of it and you would still want to watch it i the first the first the first the first episode is heavily her because that's her world but the other ones when she goes to the other places you could quite honestly take her out of it and you would still be curious of what's happening with these characters even if it's just three or four three or four people from what you see of it and how they interact with each other and how they talk you're curious to what's happening to these people after what's happening to them after the fact so i would go on and talk about the other episodes but i don't want to spoil all those things and this this one here is the very first episode so if you like the girl from Russian Dolls season one with time travel saying she repeats the same day over and over and over again, I think, I think her last name is Lion. Natasha Lion, there we go. Then you're gonna love this series. It's, it's, it's really good with what they're doing. So I, I, I plan on watching it again just to see if I can find any more, any more, any more things that are uh, uh, breadcrumb through. So. This will conclude this podcast.